0: Hello, welcome to In the Kitchen with Brett Thorne, a podcast by Restaurant Hospitality. I'm your host, Senior Food and Beverage Editor, Brett Thorne. For this episode, I spoke with Michael Lewis. He cut his teeth working at fine dining restaurants in New York City, starting at Le Bernardin and going on to work at Boulet Bakery and Jean Georges, among others, and then moving on to Zuma, a flashy big-box Japanese concept based in London. Lewis gained fame as the executive chef of Q, a restaurant in Miami that celebrates the traditions of Central Texas and East Asian barbecue. He recently left that restaurant to start Scotch and Bacon, a multi-concept restaurant group that includes Q's Mexico City location, as well as concepts focusing on fried chicken, breakfast, and Japanese bar food. I talked with Lewis about each of these concepts and how becoming an operator with big ideas is different from being an executive chef. It turns out that as far as he's concerned, there's not much of a difference at all. So, so now you have scotch and bacon. Let's talk about that. Yeah.
1: Um, so scotch and bacon has always been, you know, for, for at least the past, you know, kind of three or four years, has always been um, kind of the, you know, incubus for what it is now. Um, you know, we had projects that we had been working on um, while, you know, while I was still, you know, the chef and the owner of Q. Um and, you know, and they were, you know, some small projects, some large projects. Uh, but now with the, you know, kind of freedom to be able to talk about them. Uh, and, you know, it kind of generally developed to the scotch and bacon group. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're working on a bunch of exciting stuff right now. and we've got a bunch more in the pipeline that I'm very excited about.
0: So let's, let's take the concepts one by one and talk about them.
1: Uh, it's called chicken, uh, spelled C-H-I-K-I-N. Um, it is a fried chicken concept. Um, so, you know, kind of whole fried chicken, fried chicken sandwiches, um, you know, salads and, and some you know, potato salads and, you know, crispy French fries and almost like, you know, a a 2021 version of, you know, KFC, if, if, you know, if you could, you think of it like that, just a much better version and kind of derived from some of the, you know, kind of accolades, you you know, I've gotten for, you know, my style of fried chicken. Um,
0: So, So what is your style of fried chicken and why is it better than KFCs?
1: I I don't know why it's better than KFC. Um, (laughs) Other, other than you know, I only have one or two restaurants, so I probably have time to concentrate more on each individual ingredient as opposed to KFC, which has you know one or two hundred thousand restaurants. Um, But uh, yeah, it's 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 a dish that I honestly never thought would make it to the menu. Uh, it's something that I make for, you know, my wife and kids and myself every once in a while. Um, and I made it once. And, uh, you know, everything, everybody was just like, oh my God, that's that's a great fried chicken. And um, so again, uh, you know, kind of a cross-cultural play um, in, in that it's still kind of buttermilk fried chicken. Um, but the spices I use, uh, you know, Japan, uh, Thailand um to get kind of the spicy light flavors that you're used to over there. Um so think of it as, you know, you, your grandma's fried chicken from, you know, from South Carolina, uh, but with, you know, a little kick to it.
0: So your grandmother is from South Carolina, but maybe she was in the service and was stationed in Thailand or Japan and learned some things, for example.
1: Yeah. Yep, so, exactly. That's a great way to explain it. Yep. Uh, so, what are your other concepts? Um, late fresh. So, late fresh is a breakfast concept, as most of my restaurants do, derived out of hunger. And, um, you know, there was a, a gap in the Miami market, I thought, for a fast, casual breakfast place. You know, we have very fancy brunch options here in Miami, some very expensive, uh, very fancy brunch options. And we have amazing, you know, fast, casual kind of, you know, Cuban and and Haitian breakfast options that aren't, you know, sometimes attached to, to a, you know, to a gas station. So maybe not always the greatest quality, uh, but some, some, you know, some great stuff, great croquettes and and amazing coffees coming out of there. Um, when there wasn't, uh, you know, and then obviously, you know, Denny's and IHOP and stuff like that. There wasn't anything just making something light and fresh and, a, you know, freshly fried egg or a freshly scrambled egg with some good quality ingredients um, to satisfy, you know, kind of my morning, you know, breakfast. And um, so came up with a simple concept with, you know, a few sandwiches, a couple of egg dishes, a couple of you know side dishes and some salads and such, and even through in some fried chicken sandwiches to kind of you know curb the the lunch. And you know you and I go go together, and it's you know 11:30, and you're really craving breakfast, and I'm craving lunch. Now we're both happy. Um, so it's a, that kind of idea, um, and yeah. So we, we have both laid fresh and chicken um, up and up and running. And more on the way through some, uh, you know, partnerships and and almost kind of ghost kitchens, neighborhood kitchens, uh, where it'll be more on the online platform. So, so why did you decide
0: that a global pandemic was a good time to to start your own new restaurant group?
1: Um, Because I'm a chef, and we are notoriously idiots. Um, But you know, it's it's what it's what we know. and you know kind of moving into this you know kind of delivery only platform, um, I think is very much kind of a way forward. Um, I, I think you know obviously it, it, its it's been around for a while. and I think during the pandemic and the quarantine specifically, it exploded. Um, but I think it's something that's here to stay. I think you know it's something that everyone's kind of now wrapped their heads around and seen the ease of um you know not just you know ourselves who've been used to it over the past few years but you know my mother or my grandmother or somebody that never would have done it prior to the pandemic has now become very used to it and um, somebody that's maybe not technology savvy and doesn't have a lot of apps on their phone now definitely has you know a few of these delivery platform apps on their phone because of the the safety and ease to it so um you know, that's kind of where Laid Fresh and Chicken really decided to just explode that um, on that level um, and also do some brick and mortars because, you know, I think restaurants are 100% coming back. You can't can't get away from people's craving for social interaction Um, and, you know, sharing a meal together, there's something very special about that. And so restaurants aren't going anywhere, but on the same side, you know, these delivery platforms aren't going anywhere either. And so that's kind of what the thought process was.
0: So, but you have spent your whole career as like a chef working in kitchens, right? That's true. Yes. So this is quite a change for you. I mean, how, how does your chef brain work that way? You know, when you're not, you know, managing 10 million things at once that must be done immediately. In a in a hot, loud kitchen while trying to get food to starving customers. Well, how do you? Is is it a is has it
1: been a difficult leap for you? Um, no, actually, I mean it, it's it's the same. Um, in that you know you know I, I, I'm in you know one of my restaurants right now in Wynwood, um, Booyah. um It's a great partnership with a great friend of mine. Sorry, what's it called? Um, and Buya. B U U Y A. Okay, go on, sorry um, Yeah, and you know, I'm here today And I'm in and out of the kitchen dealing, You know, talking to the chef Tweaking things here um, And I'll do the same thing when I'm in chicken The same thing when I'm in laid fresh The thing, same thing when I'm in Q-Mexico um, You know, the only difference is You almost have to do it more because you know that, you know, by the end of the day today or tomorrow, at the end of the week, whenever you're, it's time to say, leave that kitchen and move to the next one that you're going to be gone for a day or a week or, or unfortunately with Mexico, probably a month uh, due to travel restrictions. But so you need to work even harder uh, to get everything to where you want it to be. So, you know, when, when you walk out the door and walk to the next kitchen, and um, that they are good to go. Um, but like you were saying about dealing with a thousand things in the hot, loud environment, that hasn't changed. I'm still dealing with, you know, a thousand things um, and maybe even more so in the fact that, you know, I'm worried about the, the snapper that's in the oven at Bouya while I'm concentrating on the, you know, the, the short rib that's in the smoker in Mexico and, you know, the fried chicken that's frying in chicken all at the same time and you know i'm kind of detached um, physically from at least one or, or or two of them at the same time
0: and how long um, have you do so the same
1: thing your chef your chef head never stops and no, how... just that your chef head never stops you're constantly thinking about it
0: right so on, when did you make this transition from being a, a chef cooking in one kitchen to a multi-concept operator with many irons in the fire
1: um i i i don't i don't know i mean i don't i i mean still like you bring it up and i'm not sure you know i'm not 100 sure it's true i don't feel like a multi-operator um i still feel like a chef working in a kitchen and um, it's just you know when i get a free moment from that kitchen um you know find myself either in front of the computer or in front of my phone talking to my other chefs um and you know, my business partner, and my accountant, and making sure that the businesses are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, from a operational standpoint, from a cooking standpoint and, and from an accounting standpoint. And um, so I've always been, you know, very involved in operations and finance in all the restaurants I've worked in prior to, you know, operating my own because I knew the importance of a restaurant being a business, not just good food. Um, because we've all seen, you know, amazing culinary restaurants, you know, fail um, because, you know, they, they couldn't pay the rent. So whether it was, you know, you know even when I was, you know, super young and well, super young, younger um, and, you know, working with, you know, Sean George at John George or any of his restaurants, I've always found myself very involved in the operation side and the finance side. Um, and then my experience at Zuma, um, you know, also like very, very involved in PNLs on a monthly basis and food costing on a weekly basis and all that kind of stuff. So that stuff is, is kind of natural to me. It didn't matter whether there's one restaurant or 10 restaurants it's something I would be doing anyway. And um, now that there's, you know, five restaurants with, you know, 10 more on the way, um, it's going to, you know, it's going to take a little bit of dedication and, and focus to get all that done and probably a lot of late nights and or early mornings to get that done so that when I do walk into the restaurant, I, I can focus with, you know, quote unquote, my kids in the kitchen and cook and, and deal with the, the you know, the, the problem solve and deal with the issues they're having, whether it's food related or equipment related or whatever. And um, doesn't change the fact that, you know, if you're an owner and you're a chef, you know, you might be elbow or, or shoulder deep in a, in a floor drain, you know, trying to find a lemon that fell in there and, you know, keep the kitchen from flooding. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. You're still rolling up your sleeves and, and fixing burners and, and changing unplugging toilets. It's part of the job
0: well and i'm I'm sure Jean Georges and Zuma appreciated your your head for numbers because some chefs don't really have that and Zuma, in case people don't know it's a it's a very high concept big box Japanese restaurant right
1: yes, yes
0: based in the u k
1: correct the first location um you know was in Knightsbridge in london um and then many more around the world since and u s wise is uh Miami and New York, and there might be more, but it's been you know seven eight years since I've worked with them so i'm i'm sure I'm sure they've expanded in that time
0: right, but you have other things to worry about than how zuma's doing, and i I think yeah. they're doing okay I don't know um so is is it hard to kind of let a restaurant go when you leave like if you're used to always focusing on everything falling apart around you in one kitchen how do you how do you adjust your brain so that you can actually let the other restaurants the one in Mexico or or chicken when you're at laid what's it called laid laid fresh laid fresh yes when you're at laid fresh uh is it is it hard to actually let that go or do you just except that part of your brain is going to be worrying about those other restaurants all the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the same, you know, kind of chef head or line cook, uh, you know, mental mentality where, you know, at some point your shift is going to end and somebody else is going to take over for you, whether you work the lunch shift and it's time to go and they're going to come in and they're going to have to deal with the, you know, the 37 snapper you already have in the oven. Plus, you know plus all the veggies you have on top and stove and the things that you're already plating or or you know you are you know the the nightline cook and you're leaving a prep list going god I hope I hope my partner in the morning gets all this stuff done because otherwise I'm gonna be super busy and um, so it's the same mentality you're always thinking about it whether you're on the line or you know off the line whether you're creating the mise en place list or or you know actually physically Doing the and Plus list, doing the work to cross the things off the and Plus list. Um, it's just I find myself, you know, to use the same analogy. I find myself being both the lunch line cook and the dinner line cook, and um, doing both at the same time, still worrying about it when you know or if I sleep. Right. Well, and
0: and so are you like many chefs that you thrive on that that sort of constant energy and and need for adrenaline
1: uh no i i would be perfectly happy to sit on my hiney and hang out with my wife and my children all day every day um but you know they just i but i you know i say that but i'm sure i'm i, I would miss you know a little bit of the energy of the kitchen um sure do i thrive off the adrenaline no i like I get when things go really, really well. And I said my line, cooks, look, if you guys are bored and doing 600 covers today, the only thing that you're doing is you're doing it right. You're doing it so well that you are bored doing it, then you're doing it right. And so let's be bored every day. Um, so I, I prefer to have the super smooth, you know, You know, no plumbing issues, no crazy customer issues, no, you know, curveball of a, you know, emergency 22 top with no set menu walking in in five minutes kind of thing. But that's not the restaurant world. So you have to be, you have to be okay with dealing with all those things. So I prefer when everything goes smooth. Um, But I think I handle the chaos uh, better than most. Or at least I repress it. and one day it's all going to come out.
0: Well, I think we're all sort of sitting on pent-up emotions that are going to come through at some point, but you know, tomorrow's another day. So so you're in Buya now? Yeah. Can can you tell us what what Buya right. is?
1: Um yeah, so Buya like I said a partner with a great friend of mine his name's Mike Benongle. Um he actually Sorry, helped, can you say uh, his
0: name again? Mike
1: Mike Benongle. Okay. Um and he uh, actually helped Stephen and I get Q open in the bar program about five years ago. Um, and we worked together in, in the past, Stephen and him very closely, um, and myself and him as well. Um, and he was getting ready to open uh, his first boy booyah, lo- booyah location in uh, St. Pete on the west coast of Florida. And that is more kind of a ramen uh, concept um, in St. Petersburg and he had some time to kill. So he came over and gave us a hand with the uh, bar program at Kew. Um, and then in the meantime, he went to St. Pete and he got Boya St. Pete open with some amazing ramen. Um, and one of his partners is originally from Germany. So he actually has two uh, Boyas open in Germany. Um, and then he was looking for an izakaya space um, in miami for another booyah and stephen and i were like well we've been looking to do an izakaya type concept as well something you know simplified Q type atmosphere but a little bit more japanese and michael's well i want to do it too um so we actually took over the former uh laid fresh uh brick and mortar space here in Wynwood. Um, as we are moving the laid fresh location anyway and we partnered up and uh here we are we're doing you know chicken yakitoris and and wagyu you know japanese wagyu skewers and seaweed salads and chicken katsu and chicken karage and you know just some you know very traditional fun uh japanese izakaya type dishes with a great beer program sake program wine and still waiting on the full liquor license but the idea is to be, you know, uh, more of a traditional izakaya out of, you know, kind of golden guy streets of Tokyo, where you do meet with friends, family, coworkers, and share a beer or two or a glass of wine or two, order a couple snacks, and, and really have some fun with it. Uh, play some loud music and, and, you know, enjoy the food and the company and have fun.
0: Yeah, and izakaya is kind of like a Japanese tavern, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: Cool. So, what's what's next on your
1: horizon, Michael? Well, <laughs> um you know, right now, obviously, I got my plate full. Um, you know, with, with Bouya, um, and we're partnering with Mike again to do another Bouya concept here in uh, here in Miami, along with a you know a brick and mortar chicken location here in Miami. Um, so, you know, between laid fresh chicken. Two bullies um, and and a couple of other things. Again, I got my plate pretty full, cool, um, but I want to. Um, I want to. I'm going to. Um, most likely get another you know full service restaurant open in Miami. Um, if not this year, definitely by first thing next year. But, but I, I think I can get it done by, by this year.